friends, welcome to Village Idiots for Christ. We're nuts for Jesus and just plain nuts. We're we're sticking with Hebrews 11. We're going to finish out this faith thing um, between now and tomorrow. It's going to be three parts. So this is faith is like love. Faith is like love, humility. There are certain um, certain um, foundational truths you have to get a hold of. Love is one of them. Humility is one of them. Mercy grace and faith is one of those foundational truths and so we're just going to keep going through this i hope i'm conveying this well i'm trying so let's just uh, we're going to start in verse 13 we're going to go through to verse 31 and then we'll we'll close out next uh, close out tomorrow um all these people were still living by faith when they died Uh, they did not receive the things promised they only saw them and welcomed them from a distance and if you go back to so they all died in faith, but they didn't receive the promise. They didn't see it with their eyes. They didn't receive the promise physically in this world. But if you go back to Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. So these people, when they died in their faith, they were still, even in their death, they were still, they were still sure of what they had hoped for and certain of what they did not see. They knew that God had something beyond even this life for them. That's how certain they were. That's how much faith they had. Uh, it's just amazing. We, and we can have the same. If, if you can, when, when you're on your deathbed and you have total peace and you know Christ and you are just at rest, waiting for your death and looking forward to seeing the Lord face to face and you're totally certain and sure of what you hope for and what you do not see, that's faith. That's that thing that God puts inside all people's hearts. Let's keep going here. And they admitted that they were aliens and strangers on earth. <laughs> we live here but this is not our home we're just passing through amen jesus said you know be in the world but not part of the world man we're a new creation in christ our heart we've been we've taken he's taken our heart of stone given us a heart of flesh a heart that he writes his law on he's taken he's given us his a born-again spirit that's in union with his spirit man the things that really matter inside of us our heart and our spirit are brand new now, our bodies and our minds are still going to go crazy. Romans 7, read Romans 7. You'll see how your body and mind can still go crazy. Paul talked about his own life struggling with sin. But your, but your heart in Christ, you get a brand new heart and you get a brand new spirit. Think about that. And, whew, man, let's, let's keep going. Again, I could diatribe forever. This is just good stuff. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, that's this world. They would have opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. That's why Jesus said, store up your treasures in heaven, where rust and and moth cannot grow to destroy. Don't store up for yourselves treasures, because where your treasures are is where your heart is. You can tell if someone's heart is already in heaven, just by the way they talk, by the way they act, how certain they are in faith. Man... How much they're always talking about what's coming. Yeah, let's read that again. Um, And they admitted they were aliens and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. This is not our country. I don't mean America. I mean the planet. This is not our planet. This is not our place. If you're born again, if they were thinking of a country they had left, they would have opportunity to return. That's why Jesus said you can't put your hand in the plow and go back. 
We're moving forward. Instead, they were longing for a better country. I haven't. Now think about it. God gives you the opportunity through Jesus Christ, through his blood, through his resurrection, through his death on the cross, to exchange this world for a heavenly one. This world that's only temporary for a heavenly one. By faith. By simple faith, simple repentance, you exchange this country, this world, for a heavenly country or a heavenly world or a heavenly city. Through simple faith, you get to exchange the physical and carnal for the spiritual and eternal. What well, you know? You know this whole Bitcoin thing and, and all this crypto stuff, and it's going up and down. People going, "Oh man, I put a dollar in; it's worth a thousand dollars." Blah blah blah. You know, you hear about these people making fortunes. The the Microsoft millionaires who put ten thousand dollars in Microsoft and they started they're all worth millions of dollars now. All that looks good in the world, and all of that stuff. You're like, "Wow, that guy's doing good." But to have the opportunity to exchange all of this, all of this, all of this rotten, nasty world that we're struggling with, get to exchange this. That's why Jesus said, what is it to gain the whole world and yet forfeit your soul? Think about that. Even if the Bill Gates, the George Soros, the, um, the, um, the, uh, all these people that are billionaires, even the guy who runs Amazon who's a trillionaire now because Amazon's worth a trillion dollars, they're gaining the world. They're gaining everything on this planet. Bill Gates and these guys could buy literally anything. They could buy small countries. They could buy islands. I mean, they could buy anything with, what, with their wealth, which is it just insurmountable. But you compare it to this country or this city or this world compared to the heavenly one coming, which is forever. There's no comparison. Wow. That, and then, and then because, because we have that faith, because we're looking forward to the heavenly sin, God's reaction to that is, therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Isn't that awesome? Man, through your faith, God is not, God isn't ashamed to be called you, no matter how big of a screw up you are. And we talk about this stuff, how we're all struggling with something. But because of your faith, God isn't ashamed to be your father. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's my boy over there. You know, God speaking. That's my boy over there. Yeah, he's struggling. <laughs> and by his foreknowledge, he's going to know every struggle you ever had or ever will have. Yeah, he's struggling, but he's going to get it. That's my boy. And he's going to be in that heavenly city with me and Jesus forever. Isn't that awesome? Let's continue. Now, now we start getting the lists. These are the heroes. They call this the heroes of faith. Let's look at the heroes of faith. That's where we're going to end. The, when it ends with the last hero of faith, then we go on next week. I mean, go, yeah, go, up, uh, go tomorrow and finish up. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice, his own son as a sacrifice, just like what Jesus, God did with Jesus. He who had received the promise was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God has said to him, it is through Isaac your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham, watch this. Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead, and figuratively speaking, he received Isaac back from death. That dude had faith. That's why he's the father of our faith, the father of many nations. Father of many kings. I mean, he offered up his his boy. He had the knife in his hand, and if he had, if he had, if he had, if he had been hard of hearing, <laughs> oh crap, God! I forgot to put my earplug. I forgot to put my hearing aid in there. He said, "Don't kill him." Crap! I just killed him. Uh, would you mind raising him from the dead? <laughs> Thank God Abraham did not have defective hearing hearing aids. Because <laughs> the angel said, whoa, Abraham, stop. Can you imagine if Abraham hadn't heard that? I think the angel would have just grabbed his hand or something, you know. Because <laughs> the angel said, Abraham, stop. 
And and he stopped him just so he's about to kill him. So Abraham was serious. Abraham, again, Abraham figured, okay, I killed my son. God said sacrifice him as an offering. Then God will just raise him up from the dead again. And that way he'll be the father. That way he'll go on to, to father peoples. You know, Isaac will go on uh, to carry on his line. Man, that dude had faith. And that was without a Bible. <laughs> Amazing. By faith, Abraham blessed Jacob and Esau in regards to the future. Amen. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's son and worshipped as he leaned on the top of his staff. By faith, this is just a list. We're just going to go down to the list. We might jump off on a few things. By faith, Joseph, when he had, his end was near, spoke about the exit of the, of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions about his, bone, his bones. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. We got to talk about that. Moses chose, okay, this applies to all of us. Listen to this verse, verse 25. Moses chose, or he chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. Okay, say persecution comes to this nation. It's all over the world. Saudi Arabia, North Korea, Iran, all kinds of places. Eritrea, all kinds of places around the world persecute Christians. And if, they, if they're eternally minded and have faith, they look at it this way. He, they will talk about the people being persecuted around the world. They may come to our shores here. If our government has its way, they don't like us. <laughs> they don't like us at all. They're going to blame us for all the mess coming. He chose, or the people of God, let's put it this way. The people of God chose to be mistreated along, along oh, well, he chose to be mistreated along, uh, along with the people of God rather than enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. You know, you can abandon Christ. You can enjoy the pleasures of sin. You can walk away. You can say, hey, you know, this... You know, you probably never were saved if you do that, but you, you could go enjoy the pleasures of sin right now. Anybody can. But man, we see what's coming by faith. We see what's coming. And again, we don't mind being mistreated. If they come and they mistreat us, like James and John in the book of Acts, after they've been beaten in the Sanhedrin, they rejoiced that they were counted worthy to suffer. Do you understand suffering for the name of Jesus? Suffering as a testimony, a witness to the, the lost uh, being a martyr, that's a privilege from God. Not everybody gets to suffer. Not everybody gets to be martyred. That's a privilege from God. You are being highly exalted and favored by God if he allows you to suffer. It glorifies him greatly. Because James and John, when they left the Sanhedrin, they, they rejoiced that they had been counted worthy to suffer. You have to be worthy to suffer for Christ. It's all completely turned around the way we look at it with a worldly perspective. I mean, no one wants to be physically injured in their body. It's a hard thing. If the grace of God comes on, you can withstand anything. And he won't let you be tested beyond what you can, what you can stand. This is all by faith. Man. Whew. So we can be like Moses and choose to be mistreated with all the, all the body of Christ. So let's put it this way. We can choose to be mistreated with the body of Christ. If they come to our country, those of us in Christ here can, be, can choose to be mistreated with all the other Christians in America if persecution comes to our shores rather than enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. You can fulfill this verse just like Moses did. Mm, isn't that good? He regarded disgrace for the sake of... Listen to this. This is Moses. He, he, he saw Jesus from afar. Listen to this. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. That's another thing. Are we looking ahead to our reward? Like I said earlier, we, um, we store for ourselves treasures in heaven. 
where moth, you know, like I said, the moth and rust and all this stuff, where they can't be destroyed. Instead of treasure, because where your heart is, your treasure is. Do you think about what the new Jerusalem is going to look like? Do you think about what it's going to be like? I think about it all the time. I'm constantly I'm using my imagination all the time. I talk to God about this all the time. I've got a list of things, way I see how it's going to be for me. Again, I may get there, it may be totally different. It'll be much better than what I see. But man, you can put your mind there and your heart there now. It just gets good. Amen. You can be looking forward. You can be looking ahead to your reward right now. Amen. By faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. He saw Christ, even though he's invisible. Man, Mo, Mo I was like, call him Mo. Mo had it going on. And he had an anger management problem and he struggled. And he was kept out of the promised land because he hit the rock and said, speak to it. He was a person like us. But man, he saw what was coming. You can get a hold of this and see what's coming, especially in the word of God. This is why the word is so important. This helps you have eternal eyes. These words and these pages help you see eternally. Oh, so good. Amen. By faith, he kept the Passover and sprinkled the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn. Do you see that? By faith, he put the blood on the door, the lentil or the doorpost, whatever they call it, around all the, the, the Jewish homes. And the, the death angel passed over them. That's why it's called Passover. He passed over those homes. So by faith, he did that. Amen. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. When the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. Why were the Egyptians drowned? Ding, ding, ding. You know this answer. They didn't have faith. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the people had marched around them for seven days. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, and I love Rahab. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. That chick, Rahab, is in Jesus' line, either in Luke or Matthew. Rahab, the prostitute, and the um, and Ruth, the Moabitess, they're both in the line of Jesus. Isn't that cool? Both foreigners. And Rahab had been a prostitute. She had a checkered pass. Any of you all got a checkered pass? I do. How about you? Rahab, who was a prostitute, they even call her. And by faith, the prostitute Rahab, they even called her the prostitute Rahab. <laughs> but she had faith. She figured it out. She saw what was going on. She said, oh my gosh, their God is the real God. Their God's, and, and said she joined Israel. She became one of them. She was joined to Israel. Again, and her line runs, uh, her line runs right, th- uh, right through Jesus. His, his lineage runs right through her, who had been a prostitute. Man, there's hope even for the prostitutes, the serial killers, the crazy people. <laughs> if you'll repent and have faith. Amen. And she's, man, one little, 14 minutes, one little cool thing about Rahab, real quick. This is a little, her house, the walls of the city was hollow between the outside and the inside wall. And they built houses inside the walls of the city. The walls went all the way around. There were two walls, one on the inside, one on the outside. And it said her house was built into the wall. And so her window that she hung the, the scarlet thing out to let the, for, the, um, uh, so the, they, the, for the spies, that was right in the wall of the city. So when those walls fell, I want you to get a hold of this. So her house was literally inside the wall. The inside and the outside of the wall. It was inside the wall. So when Israel marched around seven times, the walls of Jericho fell. But they were in their house, in the wall. So that means that piece of the wall right there did not fall. So all the other walls fell. But Rahab's house, which was part of the wall, did not fall. You picture that in your mind. 
Yeah, I mean, it was like probably 20 or 30 feet between the two walls. And they built things. They had stuff inside those walls. And her house was inside that wall where the window was on the outside where she let the spies down and stuff. And so her house, when the other walls fell, by faith, Rahab's house did not fall down even though it was inside the wall. That piece of the wall got spared. I just want you to get a hold of this stuff. That's what it says in the Bible. Her house was inside that wall, right up on the wall. So that means that part of the wall did not fall. And they were protected and they were saved because of faith. Man. I, I hope I conveyed this well. I do. I, I hope. Again, read chapter 11 and read it and read it and read it. Hebrews 11. Faith. These three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest is love. Faith is so important. Faith is the only thing that pleases God. And we, we all have a choice. Again, you want more faith? Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by what? The word of God. You want more faith? Get more word. Simple formula. Listen to it going into work. Listen to it coming home from work. Listen to it in your truck if you're, tr- if you're a truck, truck driver like I am. <laughs> and get faith. Amen. Love you, love you. Can't get enough of you. 16 minutes, not bad. Next one, hopefully, next uh, tomorrow will be a little short. It's only 32 through 48 verses, but we're going to close out and close out strong. We love you, love you. Can't get enough of you. Hope you're enjoying this. It's, it's part one, two, and three of faith. Got to get a hold of faith. It's super important. One of the most important things. Top five. Maybe top three. Love, faith, hope, love. Maybe top three. <laughs> Those are three that remain. Love you, love you. Can't. Well, those are three that are, but then love remains. Love is the primary thing. Love and faith run together like love and mercy, love and humility. Love you, love you. See you tomorrow. Faith, visualize from Christ, not for Jesus, let's play nuts tomorrow. Faith, part three, chapter 11, Hebrews.